We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today we're talking about the films Mr. Peabody and Sherman, Son of God, The Book of Life, and Nonstop. Right now I'm with Jaylene on the new upcoming, on the new film, Son of God. How are you doing, Jaylene? I'm doing good. How are you? Fantastic. Now, I've seen this film's trailer. I'm excited for it. And can you please give us a little synopsis of what this film's about? Of course. So, first off, this movie is amazing. I recommend it for everyone. Like, it was so incredible. Um, it's the story of Jesus. It The movie modernizes all of his miracles, a couple scriptures, and basically everything that Jesus does, everything that has to do with Jesus is in this movie in, like, a timeline, orderly fashion, and it's incredible. It's It's like it's taking what the Bible says and bringing it to life, and it's so amazing. I would expect it, and especially for turning this into a movie, I would find it kind of hard to do, and I'm glad I'm glad to hear it succeed. With yeah. so many good actors, they have to bring these characters to life. What did you think about the acting, though? Oh, I thought it was incredible. So the main uh, character, the guy who plays Jesus, his name is Diago Morgado, and I think he did such an incredible job. Like he really must have uh, took time to prepare for his role and really researched it because he was amazing. Like I don't think that anyone could play Jesus like he did. He really got into character. He felt the emotion of everything he was saying. He felt the importance of this character, and I think he did a great job, along with many other characters. Glad you, I'm glad he did a great job, especially with, you have a lot of pressure when you're said to be playing the almighty Jesus Christ. It's really yes. hard, and that can be a little pressure, like, okay, well, I gotta play this part well. Yeah, and he did a very good job at it. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. Now, with a film like this, there's going to be a big, grand landscape to this whole film. So what did you think of the cinematography? Oh, I thought it was incredible. And what made it so incredible was that they actually shot the movie in Morocco, which really gave it that really cool essence of Jerusalem a long time ago. And 
it's really like earthy and like you see the streams and the ponds and it just looked so incredible like it's not just a set that they build it's real life and which made it even like a hundred times more better more incredible there you go well you have to be realistic in this film especially the especially it's pretty much like a documentary kind of and it's real life situations it's a seemed like a very grand movie i mean i saw the trailer i'm like man is this a big movie especially with a plot like this it yeah they had to make it a grand landscape and mm-hmm. with cinematography very important for to tone for sorry second time's the charm for creating this film yes, now i think so the, now the composer for this is the academy award winner and legend hans zimmer what did you think of this whole music for this film I thought the music really tied everything together. Like, there's moments where he's preaching and he's saying, like, the word of God. And you'll have this, like, this subtle music, which really, like, it keeps you interested. It keeps you just, like, you you won't even notice it. But it's there and it brings the whole thing together. So it just, it just makes it better. Everything in this film um, was incorporated into this one big masterpiece. And it was, it was really great. <laughs> Well, I'm glad. I'm really super glad this film because I was very skeptical, especially since um it with a big plot like this. It's I was really skeptical on if it was going to be a good film or not. But with a film like this, what kind of a film is it to you from a cinem- from a moviegoer's point of view? Um, well, it could go as a documentary. But it also could go as, well, I wouldn't say realistic fiction, but um, more like documentary. I feel like um, this is showing, like in the Bible perspective, it is showing like who Jesus, who Jesus is. It depends on your religion as well. But Of course. Yeah. So there's many points of view for that. But I think it's a documentary, and I think it, it was just made like a documentary as well. Yes, and this is a touchy film so it's not going to be always a crowd a crowd pleaser and i'm glad and the, it doesn't matter it is it's a really good film and i really do like this film it seems like a very nice film about well the <laughs> holy father pretty much and that's yes. hard to say especially for a movie <laughs> yes i agree i mean um some people like depends on your religion of course different types of um people would i don't know disagree with what happens in the movie so it is like it could it but it's also there was a lot of um when i went to see the movie there was a lot of people from different churches and that were enjoying the movie and i was enjoying it and um and i thought it was just great so i think it anyone can watch it too oh they gotta give it a try well you're listening to voice america kids network i'm your co-host keeper blakesley and i'm your co-host raven Devani. And today we're talking about the films, Mr. Peabody and Sherman, Son of God, The Book of Life, and Nonstop. And I was just talking with Jaylene about the movie Son of God and how many people, when she saw the film, many people from different churches saw this and they were really enjoying it. And it just depends on what kind of, it just depends on what this movie is. And just look at it as a cinematic point of view instead of a religious point of view. Now... What's the age range for this film, Jaylene? Well, um, I do think this movie 
is a little graphic. It's especially when he's being crucified and everything. So I would say that um, I recommend it for audiences 13 years and older because it is a touchy subject and there's also, it's very graphic. Like they weren't pulling out the fake. Well, of course it's fake blood, but it doesn't look like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not supposed to. They we're not supposed to make it fake. It's supposed to be at least as we're not trying to make this whole thing look fake, even no matter how graphic it is. <laughs> yes, I was. I was literally. I was crying. I looked at my mom, and she was tearing up. So I was like, "Wow!" But it's a great movie. So touching, and it's amazing. And with characters like this, instead of just the main character at hand, what do you think of like the relationships? Do you see a new side of the Holy Father than um, you're used to seeing? I do. Um, uh, there was a, a specific character that really ca- that really like touched me, and her name is Mary Magdalene, and she's one of the disciples. And I thought she had such a great relationship with Jesus because out of everyone, you know, there was a point where one of them would like doubt him, like, well, he said this, and I don't think that's right. And she never doubted him. And so, and it turns out in the end, she's the first one that found him after uh, the three days, and he comes back. Like, um, so. I thought she had a great relationship with Jesus, and I think she she deserves a little bit more recognition. <laughs> and especially through this film, I they gave him enough recognition. I hope. Yes. Yes. Well, with uh, a timeline like this, what would you think about the costuming? I mean, it is desert and all that, but what would you think about it? Um, I thought they did a really good job with costumes, like. Um, I did notice a little bit that they looked really realistic. And, like, there was this king at the time, and he had, like, jewels, and they looked real. And everyone, everyone's costume, like, Jesus had on, uh, I don't know if it's, like, a poncho, but kind of looked look, look like a poncho. And, <laughs> but it's very, like, time-wise, like, it looked right. And out of this whole film, is there anything would would you change? At least a little tweak? I don't think so. I think this movie was made perfectly. I I really think so. There was just, there's nothing that I was like, oh, well, I would have changed that. No, nothing. It was just like, wow. Perfect film, I guess. (laughs) Yes. Now, what would you say your favorite scene would be? Oh, okay. This one, I I know the scene's in the trailer, but it by by far was the best scene. So Jesus gets into uh, Peter's boat, and Peter's a fisherman, right? And Mm -hmm. Peter says, well, we're not going fishing. Like, there's no fish out here. There's nothing. Maybe you'll catch one or one. And he go, and so Jesus puts his hands in the water, and he kind of moves it around. And then all of a sudden, Peter's net is filled with tons of fishes. And he pulls it up, and then um, he puts it back in the water, and more fishes come. And he is just so surprised. And Jesus is just sitting there like, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> and then. And then so Peter asked him, what are we going to do? And Jesus is like, we're going to change the world. And I was like, wow, that just foreshadowed such an amazing movie. Like, just that scene, you were like, wow, this is going to be a great movie. <laughs> and I'm glad I hear, I hear it's a good film. So just look at it from a movie's point of view. For people who want to watch it, don't mind the, t- um, don't mind the, t- the title. Just go in from a, and look at it from a cinematical point of view. And Jaylene, I'd like to thank you so much for telling me about this film. It made me want to see it. Thank you. And let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Keeper Blake Sleep. 
And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And you are listening to Voice America Kids. Just because you're a kid doesn't mean you don't have an important voice to be heard. You are our future, and you need a forum to be heard. Tune in to American Pulse on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll talk to the student leaders of America and find out what they're doing to make a difference today. You'll be inspired to start working now for a brighter future later. American Pulse is heard live every Monday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. It's time to lead by example. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN. Or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Keepa Blakesley. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now we are going to be talking about the film Mr. Peabody and Sherman. And we have with us Kendall, Kayla, and Haley. So, guys, thank you for being on the show with us. Kendall, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I am doing very well. And Kayla, how about you? I am doing an amazing job. Awesome. And Haley, what about you? I'm having fun. Yay! Well, it's so good to have you guys on the show with us. Um, so, Kendall, why don't you tell us a little bit about the f- um, film, Mr. Peabody and Sherman. It looks absolutely adorable. It was. Okay, so Mr. Peabody and Sherman is about a dog whose name is Mr. Peabody, and he adopts a, a child named Sherman, and he takes him to school, and then everyone starts to call him a dog and make fun of him. But when he makes an invention, which is a time machine that's called the Wayback, and Sherman 
takes his friend Penny on a, on a trip, and then they get stuck in the time machine, so everything starts to fall apart from there. Well, it, it, the film looks absolutely adorable, and it seems like such a, such a cute concept. Um, so, Kayla, why don't you tell us a little bit about the animation in this film? Well, the animation was outstanding. It's totally different from other animated films I've seen before, because well, how the animator drew Mr. Peabody and Sherman and all the other characters. Mm-hmm. How was it different than other animations that you've seen? It, it looked different, and plus I also got to see, see it in 3D. So oh, it wow. Was, so it was, ama- it was amazing how all the characters like were popping up in my face. Absolutely. So Haley, what did you think of this film? I thought this was a great film. I never would think about putting a dog as an owner of an actual human boy. I thought... I think that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole concept of the film is a little bit backwards, isn't it? Where where the dog has a son as his person instead of a dog being owned by a person. It's the opposite way. It's very interesting, but I like it. It's very cute. Um, so Ty Burrell plays the voice of Mr. Peabody, who is the dog in this film. Uh, so Haley, what did you think of him as the voice actor, and did you think that he fit the character? I think he did a great job as the character. It really sounded like a very smart dog. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And he knew what he was doing. <laughs> yes, and you have to have a very smart dog if they're creating a time machine and also raising a little boy. <laughs> so, Kendall, why don't you tell us a little bit about the soundtrack in this film? Um, it was good because, well, they didn't really have much soundtracks, but... Mm-hmm. With what they did play, I thought it was pretty cool and funny. Yeah, I noticed with animations, there's often very, like, kooky and cute uh, soundtrack and, you know, sound effects. And I think that definitely adds to the whole experience of watching a animation. Because a lot of times they are very cute and in this scenario. They are definitely, um, I think, the style of the animation, uh, like you guys were saying before, is very unique and very playful, which I really enjoyed. Because Mr. Peabody doesn't necessarily look like your typical dog. But he's not, so it makes sense. Yeah, totally. So, do you have a favorite character or a favorite scene in this film? Yes, my favorite scene is when Penny, Sherman, and Mr. Peabody go into the Trojan horse with the Trojan soldiers, and then they find out that the Trojan soldiers smell so bad that they use their stink as a weapon in the war. It was hilarious. Because one guy made one of his enemies pass out. (laughs) That sounds absolutely hilarious. I think that's awesome that they incorporated a lot of, like, historical events from the past. Because if there's time travel and you're able to, you know, incorporate stuff from the past and do it comically, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, So, Kendall, what about you? Do you have a favorite scene or character? My favorite scene... Is when they go when Mr. Sher- Mr. Mr. Peabody and Sherman and Penny go back <clears throat> into um into Egypt, where King Tut was there, and Penny starts to starts dating him, 
And so Sherman gets really upset and says his name rhymes with butt and he gets really mad. It was funny. <laughs> That's awesome. Yet another a situation where they go back in time and do it com- comically. Uh, so yeah. last but not least, Haley, do you have a favorite scene and character? Yes, I do. My favorite scene is when Penny and Sherman go flying on a flying machine, and it was Leonardo's Da Vinci's flying machine, and they almost kill themselves because Sherman doesn't know how to fly a plane. Oh my goodness, yes. I definitely think that would probably be a good idea to learn how to fly a plane before you're flying a plane, especially if it's one of the very first flying machines. Definitely be careful on that one. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Keefa Blakesley. And today we are talking about the new films, Son of God, Mr. Peabody and Sherman, The Book of Life, and Nonstop. So right now, I am talking with Kendall, Kayla, and Haley about Mr. Peabody and Sherman, which is a fantastic animation which is out in theaters now, so be sure to check it out. It's about a dog who has a son which is very interesting, and he creates a time machine, and they go back in time and see all sorts of historical figures in, in places, and it's very fantastic. Um, so, Kendall, why don't you tell us a little bit about the emotion behind this film? Is it mostly a comedy? Or is there some touching parts to it? What would you say? It was a comedy, but also there was some touching moments when mm-hmm. there was a one part when... Sherman didn't feel like Mr. Peabody was understanding him or listening to him, but also he, Mr. Peabody was trying to protect him and to make sure he was doing the right thing, but Sherman kept doing the opposite of what he was supposed to do, mm-hmm. so then that created a huge conflict. That's good that they were still able to keep, you know, father-son relationship, even though it is a dog-father and adopted son, yeah. you know? So I think that's that's cool that they were still able to incorporate some human emotions into that. Um, so Haley, this film is directed by Rob Minkoff. What did you think of his directing style in this animation? I think he directed the film very well. All the scenes went together perfectly, and it definitely made sense. That's awesome. So Kayla, tell us a little bit about the age group you would recommend this film for. Well, I recommend this film between the ages 5 through 18 because it's very educational and it's hilarious. (laughs) That's awesome. So, uh, guys, talk to me a little bit about the rest of the cast. This this film has Max Charles, Stephen Colbert, who I absolutely love, Leslie Mann, who I also absolutely love. Uh, So this film has a lot of big-name actors. What did you think of the voiceovers for the rest of the characters? Kendall, let's start with you. Well, I all I, well, I thought they all did an awesome job, and the characters matched perfectly. Mm-hmm. And, and I, oh. no, go ahead. And then you could really tell when they were really sad, mad, and happy while they were talking. I just was blown away. Well, they were also very educational and funny mm-hmm. at the same time. That's awesome. And would you guys agree, Kayla and Haley? Definitely. Yep. Uh, So, Haley, what age rating would you recommend this film for? Like, what age group would you say? 
I would also recommend this group for 5 through 18 because it's perfect for five-year-olds to learn about their history and get them ready for like the upper grades that are going into. And then for the upper grades, they can get like a refresher. Absolutely. And Haley, if you could be any character in this film, who would you be and why? I would like to be Penny because I think it would be cool playing a bully who turns out in the end likes Sherman. Well, I could I could not see you as being a bully, but I could definitely see you turning out and being sweet and, and nice and whatnot. Uh, so this storyline, as I was saying before, it is a little bit interesting. Do you guys think that there were some relatable parts to this film, uh, whether it's emotions or different relationships between the characters? Kayla, what do you think? Well, in the film, Sher Mr. Peabody, when he was teaching Sherman, it was kind of like a teacher and a student relationship, but also they also had a father and son relationship, even though he was a dog and he was a boy, because like any other older boy, he would get mad at his father. So it was kind of cool how a dog rep representing a father to Sherman. Absolutely. Well, guys, thank you so much for telling me all about Mr. Peabody and Sherman. Be sure to check it out. It's playing in theaters. It sounds like a fantastic film, and I cannot wait to see it. So, Kendall, Kayla, and Haley, thank you so much for being with me. You're welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Keepa Blakesley. And you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? 
It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Keith Blakesley. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now we are going to be talking with my three favorite ladies again, Kendall, Kayla, and Haley, and we are going to be talking about the Book of Life. So, Kayla, why don't you tell us a little bit about this film? Okay, so this film is about a young man named named Maniolo, and he's torn between following his dream and playing the guitar and trying to win over the heart of, of the girl of his dream. But also, his family wants him to do something else. So mm-hmm. him and the girl travel around the world to figure out their path. Well, it sounds like a very unique film. It sounds very interesting. Uh, so, Haley, what did you think of this film? I think this film is going to be great. I saw some of the animation, and I can't wait to see it. Mm-hmm. And, Kendall, uh, tell me, what did you think of this film? I thought... This I think this movie is going to be awesome, and when I saw all the animations and pictures, I thought it was really unique and different, and it featured an exclusive look at concept of art, paintings, and sketches that were used to help develop the film. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So you guys went to an art, is- art exhibit um, to look at some of the art from this film. So what did you guys, what was your experience like with that? Haley, why don't you talk to me about that? It was my first time in the art exhibit, and then all the characters are, like, kind of Mexican, and it's kind of cool to see a version of Mexicans into animation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, Kayla, what did you think about the art that you got to see and your experience there? I got to agree with Haley. I've never really seen um, Mexican people in animated, so it was really cool to see different types of animation characters. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. awesome. So you guys also got to meet the director, which is fantastic. Kendall, why don't you talk to me a little bit about that? He is very nice. His name is Jorge, and he explains a lot about the film, which I really thought was cool. And I found out that he worked, he didn't work on it alone. It took, and it took, he, he worked on the male characters and his wife did the female characters. And also, it took him 14 years to do this, which I thought is a pretty long time. But I hope, I know this movie will be awesome because he worked on it so long to perfect it. Absolutely. I think that's incredible that he has that much dedication. And we don't realize because, you know, we, we see the trailers for movies and it's like, oh, this comes out in a couple months. And then we see it and the movie's only, you know, one and a half to two hours long and it's that but you know the whole process behind 
films it takes it's so much time and energy and just commitment and really love for the project so I think when you get to go behind the scenes and interview the directors and the cast and the crew you get to really see how much work gets put into films and I also think that's very interesting that he did the male characters and his wife did the female characters um could you tell the difference between their style at all Kendall well Yes and no, depending on the characters, because mm-hmm. the like the girls sort of look similar on how they dress, and but they also looked pretty unique in how um, they looked, and they also had different features, and the male characters, they their faces sort of looked similar. But not at all because there were different sizes, different heights. Absolutely. But so, they, Haley, talk to me a little bit about some of the questions. Did you get to ask questions of the director or did you just, you know, listen to him talk? We got to ask some questions. And what did you ask him, might I ask? <laughs> what inspired him to draw the animation and make the movie and his answer was he made his movie because he wanted to base it on his culture and it was close to his heart because it was about his parents family and like his grandparents Mm -hmm. that's always the best when a film and you know your inspiration comes from something that you know and something that's close to you were you able to tell you know through the art and through the way he talked to you that he was very passionate about the film Yeah, you can really tell through his artwork that the characters were very emotional. Absolutely. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Kiefer Blakesley. And today we are talking about the film The Son of God, Mr. Peabody and Sherman, The Book of Life, and Nonstop. So right now we are talking with Kendall, Kayla, and Haley about The Book of Life, and they got to go to an art museum, and they got to meet the director and look at some of the art from the film, and they all cannot wait to see the film, and I cannot wait to see it either. It sounds fantastic. Um, So, Kayla, why don't you talk to me about some of the questions that you asked the director and some of the answers you got? Well, well, that was one of the questions I asked him, but I, we didn't get a lot of time to ask him a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Yes, that happens often. There's, there's often not very much time. And Kendall, did you ask any different questions, or was it pretty much the similar questions as the other two? Well, some of the questions I asked him was... Um, how long it took him, and like I said, it took him 14, over 14 years, and I also asked him if he worked on it alone, and like I also said, that he worked on it with his wife as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so talk to me a little bit about the rest of your experience at the art museum. Kayla, what else did you get to do while you were there? They, they different servants so, gave us different appetizers to try, like and it was different Mexican foods and I really enjoyed trying them because I've never tried t- tasted them before and I loved most of them. That's awesome. It's nice to always be able to experience new things. So Haley, speaking of experiencing new things, were you able to learn some new things about the culture and about the history behind, you know, the inspiration of the film and where the film was coming from? Yeah. Um 
I got to see some of the artwork and about his culture. And also, like Kayla said, the food was very Mexican and it's very spicy. So I was like, wow, Mexican's food is spicy. Yes, it's fantastic. I absolutely love it. And I think that's awesome that you were able to experience so many things. What was the most interesting thing you think you learned? I think the most interesting thing I learned was how to actually draw the characters because it looks very interesting when you look at them very closely. Absolutely. So, Kendall, did getting to meet the director and, you know, hearing about his passion for it and, like you said, how long he worked on it um, and, you know, seeing that he did all the artwork, did it inspire you at all to do anything like this or to get into a project that would take a long time but was also close to the heart? Yes, because I love to draw, but what I draw is fashion design, so it really wanted me to draw more and more, even though it would take me a while. Absolutely. I think art is fantastic. I'm in an art class right now and we have homework every day to draw um, a page in our sketchbook. And sometimes it seems a little bit time consuming, but I think if you're just able to get into the habit of it, you know, and like, like this man was able to do for 14 years, create this film, I think if you commit to something, then you're really able to grow from it. And the fact that he did it with his wife must have been a very bonding experience for them, especially working together and having to collaborate on such an amazing project like this. So, Haley, when this film comes out and everyone is able to see it, what do you think the audience will get out of this film and the message behind it? I think the audience will get, like, the moral because it's obvious the story is about a love story kind of based on Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, what else can you tell us about the love story since it is very similar to Romeo and Juliet? Is it, well, I don't want to ask how it ends, obviously, but do you think that it's something that is more for, you know, older, uh, you know, teens and adults romance-wise, or do you think it's just the main message of love in general? I think it will be more like older teenage-wise because based on the artwork, the characters kind of look more... A little bit older. Yeah. Well, speaking of age, Kayla, what age rating do you think that this film would be best suited for based on what you were able to see at the art museum? I think it will be best suited for teenagers 13 through 18 because mm-hmm. it it seems like a very mature film that not a lot of younger kids would want to go see absolutely well i could see that that makes sense that definitely that makes sense and i could see how that would be the case especially because you know this film seems like it would be something that is a little bit more mature but it seems like it would be incredible and i'm glad you guys were able to go to the art museum and meet the director and thank you guys so much for telling me about this film i can't wait to see it so guys be sure to check out the book of life when it comes out um thank you guys so much for being with us tonight you're welcome. welcome. It was awesome talking with you guys again. Let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Keepa Blakesley. And you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. 
If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Howdy and welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your co-host, Keepa Blakesley. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. We were just talking, Raven was just talking with our new Kids First Film Critics on The Book of Life, and I was talking with Jaylene on Son of God, and we were also talking about the movie Mr. Peabody and Sherman. And right now I'm talking with Raven on the new suspenseful film, Nonstop. And how yes. are you doing, Raven? I am doing very well. How about you, Kiefer? Fantastic, because I'm talking about this film. Well, you are, but I'm <laughs> interviewing about the film. You know. Whatever. We're both talking about it. It's great. <laughs> yes. So would you give us this synopsis about this very spine-tingling film? Yes. Well, as you said, it is very thrilling and it is nonstop. So um, the whole film is set on a plane. It's during a flight um, to London. So it's a very long flight from America to London. And um, an air marshal played by the one and only Liam Neeson named Bill Marks. Mm-hmm. He, like I said, he's an air marshal, you know, so he's just doing, you know, his normal thing of being on the plane, being the, the guy that's going to save the day if anything goes wrong um but he has you know some issues he doesn't like flying which is strange because he's an air marshal and he you know (laughs) struggles a little bit with alcohol so 
he's definitely you can tell that he's been through a lot and that he's having some problems you know where his his job and his personal life are concerned so he gets on the plane and as soon as the flight begins he starts receiving text messages um with threats saying that every 20 minutes one of the passengers or someone on the plane will die unless several million dollars get shipped over to a um a bank account and so the guy at first he's like this isn't real and then somebody dies and he realizes that it's a real threat so he starts calling in for help and here's a twist which is in the trailer so i'm not really spoiling anything the bank account is under his name bill marks so everyone is like okay this air marshal has gone rogue and he's hijacking the plane so this whole time he is being framed for these murders and the hijacking of a plane um when and he's just trying to convince people that you know he's on their side and also he's simultaneously trying to figure out who's doing this and how to stop it so it is very intense so with all of that in the story we have what seems to be a very original script Mm-hmm. But again, we have many. We have someone on the plane, and we have to land before everyone on that plane is killed. Yes. So with a, with a plot like that, you're naturally going to be like, "This is going to be an entertaining film." And what did you think about it? It was an entertaining film. Let's just say that. Personally, I think. I mean, even though the plot is original, like there's not that many movies about airplanes and. Well, I mean, I guess there is, but yeah. <laughs> but not in this particular thing. Like, there's not the same thing. But I feel like Liam Neeson was, you know, the the obviously the star of this film. And yeah. I feel like Liam Neeson has a tendency of doing the same movies. He just plays, like, a really intense, like, guy that has, like, issues with his family. And he always ends up shooting a lot of people. Like, even the, the poster for this film looks yes. super similar to like every other poster that Liam Neeson has ever been on. So I feel like I feel like it was just Liam Neeson on a plane. Well, I thought it was good and it was entertaining and it was very fast paced, but I don't know. It was it's just sort of the typical thing for Liam Neeson to do, I guess. But overall I think it was definitely entertaining. Well I agree. I mean I love Liam Neeson, but there was actually an article that I was reading about about Liam Neeson's career. And mm-hmm. it's actually a tile saying like here's all of Liam Neeson's characters and it's all of this every character he plays is in non-stop yeah and I'm thinking like that's a weird comparison I'm reading the article I'm like that is so true I was expecting him to take the phone and say I don't know who you are but I have an undeniably good skills and if you do not give me back my daughter I will find you and, and I will kill you. you. Yes, no, think, it's just, it's done okay. in texting <laughs> this time, you know? But all that aside, I mean, it's still a good film. And what would you think about the writing in this film? Um, I thought it was good because there wasn't actually too much dialogue. And I thought, I mean, there definitely was, but it was, it was more of an action film. And it was a lot more of, um, you know, one-on-one interaction between Liam Neeson's character and then um, Julianne Moore's character, who plays Jen Summers. And she's... Um, the passenger that's sitting next to Liam Neeson and she's the only one on the plane that he actually tells what's going on until way later because, you know, protocol, you're not supposed to let anybody know that you're an air marshal. So I feel like the dialogue between them was, 
you know, pretty, pretty sincere. And, you know, she's just someone trying to calm his nerves. But something that I thought that was really cool about the writing is every person on the plane, like that they, they focus in on is like a very, very sketchy person. So you're like, Oh, it's probably that person. No, never mind, It's probably that person. And they did that on purpose. So there's like 10 or 12 people where you're like, okay, that's a really sketchy person. Like, why are they being so sketchy? And it's never anybody that you think it is. It's, it, it was definitely good. It was definitely a surprise when you find out who was actually doing this. It's actually old man Jenkins from Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got those meddling kids. <laughs> If only. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Keeper Blakesley. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today we were talking about Mr. Peabody and Sherman, Son of God, and we just got done with talking about the Book of Life. Right now I'm talking with Raven on how on Nonstop and how it's a spine-tingling film, but it does seem like Liam Neeson's playing the same character again. However, we have this very good mystery between the characters, and everyone's a suspect. Yes. Well, especially with since it's, I feel like it's a great mystery. I mean, Mm -hmm. you don't know what's going to happen next. Absolutely. It's always the person you forget in the beginning. Oh, spoiler! And what would you think about the characters in this whole entire film? I thought the characters. Um, I thought the characters were definitely good. I think again, it was very intelligent of them to put every like so many sketchy people in there. Because normally, when you see movies, a lot of times it's obvious, you know, who the bad guy's gonna be. Because it's like, wow, they focused in on that one person, like that, you know, that one passenger, and they focused in on that person so much, and that person's being so sketchy. So obviously, it's gonna be them. But there was like ten other people that it could have been. So I think yeah. the characters, everyone played their character very well, and everybody did a really good job at seeming like they were doing something wrong, even when they weren't. Um, and it even gets where like. It's so like mysterious that you even start questioning uh, Bill, who's Liam Neeson's yes. character. Like you're even like, wait, is he actually a good guy? And then you're like, wait, is it this person? Wait, yeah. is the person even on the plane? Like it's this whole crazy stuff. And that's really a nitpick for me because I feel like it would have been a really good, really good twist if it was him. Yeah, but I feel like though it, yeah. it, it might have been a little bit obvious because oh, yeah. like if you think that it's him, and, and I'll give you a hint, it is somebody that you think it is, but but you think it's everybody, so I guess that kind of makes sense, you know? It's just it's just not the most obvious person I I would say who ends up being the mastermind behind the whole thing. And another interesting thing is that in the end you find out that this whole thing is being done not just for money it's for a whole big political thing and it's so much more than just for you know 150 million dollars it's not even about the money it's about it's uh it's i actually liked it and i don't want to talk too much about it because it it might ruin the end but i think that this film it it seemed like it was just like an action shooting film you know like oh it's a it's a liam neeson movie but in the it does talk a lot about, you know, the the public acceptance of things and the way media portrays things because the whole thing is being covered and it's like, oh, a hijacking by an air marshal and they're comparing <laughs> it to 9-11 and all this stuff. And so it really shows how the media portrays things to um, civilian and public. And so I thought that was an extra layer for everybody to see in the film, which was unexpected. You, you, that I would agree with you there, but you keep saying it's an action film, and especially if it's in a plane, it's a very confined space, which works for it because since it is a suspense film, you feel uncomfortable 
with all these characters, one thing, so it works for them. But I would say it works kind of against them with the action scenes. What would you say about that? I think they did the action scenes very skillfully hmm. because there's not really lots of like running around and shooting until the last maybe 30, you know, 20 minutes of the film. Um, because in the beginning, it's mostly the action is coming, you know, between the text messages, which I liked yeah. because they showed the text messages on the big screen, like swirling around Liam Neeson's character. So it's yeah. like completely like consuming him and the action for, you know, a, a huge portion of it is just more of the emotional stress that the film puts you under almost a little bit because Liam Neeson's like, what's happening, what's going on? And everybody's like sitting in their seats, not having a clue what's going on. So it's even more <laughs> suspenseful because he's trying to save everybody's lives without being obvious. Uh, but I think when it did come to big actions, they're on a plane and planes can crash so yes. hint, hint that's a fun <laughs> that's a fun scene i actually thought the uh the cgi for that was fantastic um and i think it, it did work because it was in such a confined space that it makes the action even more intense and even more high risk so i thought that was pretty it's pretty neat it was a pretty cool thing to see well just that one action scene that was my inner guy just going like you know what this is pretty awesome yeah, <laughs> i absolutely. just kind of turned off movie critic mode just like that's just that's, so like, that's, cool. that's pretty cool yeah <laughs> So overall, while we're still kibetching about it, how many stars would you give this film? I would say three and a half to four stars out of five. I three and a half only because there was there was a lot of certain technical things that I would say like I feel like some of the dialogue was a little bit like really, really like just yeah. typ typical action dialogue right. and typical like one-liners before you shoot somebody, you know, or things like that. But then I would say four stars because, again, turning off film critic mode, it was an entertaining film. Yeah. Um, and it did have a lot of very unique, interesting visuals to it. Um, so yeah, I'd say between 3.5 to 4. And that's what movie's supposed to do. They're supposed to entertain the audience. They're supposed to just put you into the world and just entertain you. And that's the whole point of a movie. Absolutely. So it seems like a succeeded job, and thank you so much, Raven, for talking me talking to me about this film. Thank you for Always having me. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Well, thank you so much for listening to our program. To check out all the latest reviews on the latest films, go to www.kidsfirst.org. And thank you for listening to Kids First, um, to Voice America the Kids. I'm your co-host, Keeper Blakesley. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devan. You are listening to Voice America Kids Network. Thank you. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week. these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? 
If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon Appetit! We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. 